You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. We've got a good Friday show for you. We've got some reader emails to read for you. I don't know what's going on with Charity's Men and why we haven't seen them yet. Although by the time you listen to this, it's very, very possible. They are up on the Bachelorette Facebook page. And I'm going to talk about some news in the pop culture world that I saw yesterday come down that I want to share with everybody. And we will get to that momentarily. This podcast brought to you by Trivia Star. Trivia Star has thousands of five-star reviews in the Apple Store and is the number one trivia game on the App Store. Download it today to challenge yourself. Go to the Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Download Trivia Star for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. Also, this podcast brought to you by Microdose. It's available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code REALITYSTEVE to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can always be found in the show description. All you got to do is find that on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Go to the show description. You'll see it. That's microdose.com. And use the code REALITYSTEVE for 30% off your first order and free shipping. Okay, let's get started. be honest with you, you'll hear in about an hour if you happen to listen to the Sports Daily. I am just beat. I had to be up because of a snafu with the seating chart. It was first come, first served down at the Sportsbook yesterday here at the Venetian. And I was not coming to... Las Vegas for March Madness and not having seats readily available for me and having to stand all day. That wasn't going to happen. There were 30 to 35 seats available, first come, first serve. I was down in the sportsbook yesterday at 5.30 a.m. One other person was there. So it's like, okay, great. I wasn't taking a chance. That also meant I spent basically almost 16 hours down in the sportsbook yesterday. The only time I really got up was to go eat and go to the bathroom. Yeah, it was quite a day. Today, I've got my seats reserved. I'm all set to go. Right after I record this, I am going to bed. And I'm going to bed early tonight in Las Vegas because I just can't do it up anymore. I haven't been able to do it up in Vegas for a long time. But, yeah, I'm going to bed after this. And um, I, I will get up in the morning to tweet it out, the uh, the links to the Daily Roundup and the Sports Daily. And, you know, maybe when I wake up I'll see that they have posted – Charity's men on the Facebook page. They have not done it yet. I'm very surprised because I've heard filming does start on Sunday. Today has got to be the day they do it, right? There's no way they can not post them unless they just stop doing that now. I guess that's a possibility, but I don't see why they would do that. So um, look for that today. I will tweet stuff out or link to Bachelor Data or whatever. I'll figure it out somehow. I'd rather watch basketball than deal with Charity's men, but... I'll do what I can, but hopefully uh, I would think that would be coming out today. The other thing is yesterday, you saw me tweet it out, the best news of the day, well, outside of the Paladins pulling the upset and beating Virginia, like I've told everybody for two weeks they were going to do, is that the CW has picked up F-Boy Island and they're going to do an F-Girl Island. So how about that? Um, it's going to be on the CW we knew it would get picked up. There was no way that show wasn't going to do it. However, when it was on HBO Max, they could get away with a lot more. Nikki Glazer's crass commentary, perfect fit for HBO Max. You're not going to be able to get away with that on the CW. So I, I, I'm very curious, while we know the concept works, 
when it's toned down and you can't make as many sexual innuendos and flat-out curse on the CW, I'm really curious to see how that goes. But, um, yeah, we do have that. Um, I'm just going to get right into it. I don't know any other Bachelor news that happened yesterday. I wasn't really paying attention, so I'm going to get to your reader emails like I did yesterday, and I'm just going to read some of these and, and, you know, go through them. Hey, Steve. Now that she has lost Zach and not met her sales goals due to COVID, I hope Greer is asked which was worse at the Women Tell All. Unfortunately, she wasn't. But she had to basically take the fall for Eric's mistake of blackface 10 years ago. And she had to sit there and talk about hers uh, defending blackface when Eric got away scot-free. That sucked for her. My prediction on your 80s costume, Judd Nelson in The Breakfast Club. Good guess. Very well could be. You will all know tomorrow. I think I'm going to do some sort of video on my Instagram story or a picture or something. But the party is tomorrow, tomorrow night. Uh, So I will do something. With respect to your comments on fan basis, do you believe celebs actually hit the like or follow buttons or make comments or have the company do it for them? It would be funny to test by asking Aaron to like and put a positive comment on a post about him being a two-timer. Yeah, I think they just have to... If you pay for Aaron to like one of your posts or like one of your comments, I don't think you dictate which one he has to. I think he just does it, which is still just the whole thing is like, you know, embarrassing. This person continues to say, I disagree with you somewhat that it was taking advantage of fans. I would say this is true for foolish fans who think celebs who truly look at their posts and be so impressed they will want to become real friends. In most cases... I suspect the customers are the scammers and the celebs are aiding and abetting it a deception. The buyers are trying to make others believe they are friends with celebrities or the celebrities endorse their business. I I, I can see that. Yes, I never said the consumers weren't idiots for actually purchasing this. But they're only being idiots because the influencers are putting it out there like, hey, give me $100 and I'll follow you. It's just wrong on every level. It is wrong. You should not be doing that. Go make money some other way. Get a brand deal. Get an ad sponsorship. Do something. Do a meet and greet somewhere. Go to a bar. Do a signing. Whatever. Don't charge your people who follow you money so you can follow them on Instagram. It's a joke. The last question in this email said, which led to more party attendance requests? Tacos, pasta, or Courtney. <laughs> well, I only had about 10 spots left when I announced that Courtney and her husband are coming to the Reality C Fan Appreciation Party in June this year, and that filled up pretty quick. We are definitely sold out, and I cannot wait. Still working on a few more people from the Bachelor world that I hope can make it. I will update anybody uh, on that as well. Next email. I have followed and loved your post for several years. Question, there has been such a huge online outrage from women of color who, rightly so, know they have not been adequately represented. Where the hell is the first Jewish bachelorette? Ariel was a perfect choice. Don't want to hear about Jason Mesnick or J.P. Rosenbaum. Bachelorette was the question. If you are not aware, the issue there is that when a Jewish woman marries a non-Jew, the children are automatically considered Jewish. Not so when the bachelor is Jewish. As a Jewish viewer, can you please explain why the show producers are paying attention only to diversity and skin color, but not religion? Uh, I can't answer that. That's above my pay grade. I mean, you Ariel would have been a great choice, but only one person can get it. I mean, they chose charity. 
Um, I, you can't sit here and automatically accuse them that they didn't want Ariel as the Bachelorette because she's Jewish. Hell, they spent most of her hometown date talking about her being Jewish. I don't see. I don't see why they wouldn't have made her the Bachelorette. It's just for whatever reason they decided to go with Charity. I think you might be reading too much into that. Um, but I, I, I don't have your answer. You're asking me like, why are they doing this? And it's just like, why do they do anything? Because they can. That's really. It's honestly the bottom line. They choose whoever they want to choose, and we live with it. They don't have to give any explanation as to why they didn't choose Gabby, why they didn't choose Ariel, why they didn't choose Cat, why they didn't choose Jess. You can only choose one person. There's always going to be people every single season that are going to get left on the chopping block and just end up in paradise. You're going to see all those women in paradise. Count on it. Next email. Is Ariel's first hometown we've had in Manhattan? I can't remember another one. No, I think Gia's was. You know, rest in peace, Gia. But I, I believe hers was in New York as well. There's got to be other ones that have been in New York, right? Gia's jumps out to me. I don't know why, but it does. That it was in New York. Two, was Ariel's the first? Was Ariel's the first Jewish family we've had? At least with emphasis on their faith. We've had a lot of Christians, but not many. Uh, not remembering many Jews. There have been Jewish people on the show for sure, but where a show where the show actually focused on it, no. Ariel's was the first one where they really dove into it and like, okay, here's some of the traditions that she lives by and the traditions that her and her family in the Jewish faith go off of. We never, uh, but there's definitely been probably numerous contestants. Um, but it, was it ever focused on by the show? No. Uh, third thing in this email. Does Katie's family live in Austin? Since she just moved there, apparently, surely they're not from there. Was it a rental house or something? Then they flew there. Where do they live? I can pretty much guarantee that was a rental house because her mother lives in Canada. Same with her brother. They flew in uh, for that. So when Zach and Katie went to her apartment, I'm assuming that was hers. But the dinner portion, that must have been a rented out place because, yes, her parents live in Canada. Or her mother lives in Canada. Number four, have we ever seen a more down-to-earth date on The Bachelor than Zach helping Katie move into her house? Was that her real new house and she really needed help? Certainly looked like it because we do know she moved from San Antonio to Austin shortly before leaving to go film the show. So, yeah, that was her place. Next email. When I was younger, my mother refused to buy fake maple syrup. It was such a cause of contention. That I snuck in the grocery store and bought some with my own money and proceeded to hide it in our pantry. The irony is now I prefer the real stuff. But they are so different tasting and good in their own way, they should be categorized completely separately. You know what? I haven't even had the other one, so I can't even say. I've only known, like, Log Cabin and whatever's at IHOP. Um, I've been watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette since Emily's season, but I haven't finished the last few seasons. I know they say people love the drama, but the trumped-up issues... And manufactured villains became too much for me. That being said, I think I will finish this one because of two main factors. First, Zach does seem to have a low tolerance for drama and follows through by sending women home ASAP. Secondly, it seems like for the most part, all the women got along and the issues that were seemed to be manufactured by producers and resolved fairly quickly. I just enjoy watching people be friends, traveling, and falling in love more than fighting. Perhaps I'm in the minority. I wasn't that into Zach as the Bachelor at the beginning, but now I've done a 180. Perhaps he is, he is the best Bachelor since Sean Lowe. Uh, yeah, you can have that opinion uh, for sure. If that's what you think, that's what you think. 
I think he's been I think he's been good. I haven't had any issues with him. He could have handled other stuff better, but it doesn't make him a bad guy. It doesn't make him a villain. I don't think he had ill intentions in his conversation with Jess and his conversation with Greer over the FaceTime and stuff. I just think he misspoke, and he even admitted uh, that he did. One other thing I've noticed and liked about the season was that there really wasn't a villain, or at least not a major one like Shanae. Christina was a villain for a hot minute before she was sent home. But she didn't do anything at all notable compared to past villains, and I guess Anastasia and Kat were portrayed villainously for an episode or so. Do you think the show is backing away from the villain trope, or is there really just not anyone in the cast who fit the role? Well, it's hard to answer that now because the next season hasn't started. So we won't know until the next season rolls around, and once they start getting information on charity season, will we have a villain? My guess is yes. My guess is we will have a villain from charity season. Uh, I, I, you know, they promoted this from the very beginning. Remember at the beginning of the season, I was like, Zach was saying like, Hey, if you're looking for drama, this isn't the season. Now we still had some small stuff. There'll always be small things, but the stuff like Shanae or Corinne or anything like that, or, you know, we just, we just didn't have it. Um, Hi, Steve. I thought you mentioned before that Annie and Steven were getting back together from Joe Millionaire, but haven't seen anything regarding this in their posts but might have missed something. Did anything ever evolve from this? Thanks. Uh, no. At the time that they article came out about them trying to work it out back together, they were done about a week later. That's all you need to know. I believe Annie has a new boyfriend now. She's posted about him on uh, social media on her stories. So I believe Annie is seeing somebody else now. Hi. What chances Chris Harrison have of being brought back as the host of the franchise? The show is slowly fading into oblivion. As schmaltzy as Chris was, he was the glue that held it together and may allow the franchise to continue a bit longer than without him. Also, would you ever consider going on his new podcast? Oh boy. Chris is not going to be the host of the show ever, ever, ever again. Chris will never invite me on his podcast ever, ever, ever in the history of the world. And no, Chris is not the glue that held the show together. The guy was on the TV show on our TV screens for literally like two fucking minutes every Monday night. He didn't, he didn't hold anything together. Yeah, that, I don't agree with that take at all. Hope you have fun this weekend. Please post a photo of your outfit for the party. Would love to see it. Uh, yeah, that'll be coming on my Instagram on uh, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. As a longtime reader and now listener, I'm super happy for your success and growth. I have a question that's not really Bachelor related, and I'm not sure you can even answer it, but you were talking about IG Reels the other day. Do you know how influencers make money by posting reels? Does IG pay them? I understand having a sponsor and then paying you to push their product, but when you mentioned people making money for posting, I wondered how. Not interested for myself, just more curious about these IG influencers and TikTokers who make money to post content. Well, if you heard the, my podcast the other day, I, I talked about what I made on reels, which was basically nothing. When reels first started out and I signed up for it, it's called Reels Bonuses, it said... It maxed me at, you can make $1,200 a month, Steve, if you get 1.1 million downloads or views to any of your reels. Combination of your reels. You can do five reels in a month. You could do 50. But as long as you hit 1.1, you will make $1,200. And it capped me there. And for the first two months, I did. But that was when I was not only doing my Thursday podcast on my reels, I was also doing updates and spoilers and stuff like that on my reels. Then after two months, it's, it changed on me and said, 
Now, to make $1,200, you have to have 11 million views. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to come close to 11 million views because I just don't put out enough content on Reels. So, yes, um, I got paid in, in my direct deposit when I did get paid from them. The two months that I did make 1200 or a little bit more, like 1213 or whatever, um, it says from Instagram. So, yeah, they flat out pay you. And it's basically based on how much content you put out there. I know some people that were making eight to 10,000 a month. So I don't know if this is hurting them or what, because Instagram Reels, while it's not going away, they're trying to figure out a different way to monetize it. So I'm not sure what's happening right now, to be honest with you. For those people, I, like I said, uh, once, it, once it got to, um, once it told me I could only, I could only make 1,200 if I got 11 million views, I just, the only thing that's on my reels, as you see, is my four podcasts every Thursday. My weekly podcast is the only thing I put on my reels, and that made me anywhere between $100 and $115 for the last, I don't know, 10 months. So I made like 100 bucks a month, and that was it. So just because I just didn't put in the effort to do reels, and I, I, and I am not good at content like that. So, But there are some people that put out two to three reels a day and are putting out 30 to 50 videos a month. And they're probably hitting a goal of 8, 10, 11 million views because they're putting out so many videos. And, I, and, and their money was being maxed out there. So I don't know what their money is. Like I said, I was maxed out at 1,200. I could never make more than 1,200. I don't know why that was the number they gave me. I didn't sign up for anything other than I said I wanted to be part of the Reels program. And it said, here you are. You're maxed out at 1,200. You can make a month. Now, for those first two months, all I had to do was get 1.1 million views, and I would hit that 12 million, uh, 1,200. <laughs> then after two months, when I hit my goal, when I hit my bonus, two straight months, it said, okay, you can still only make 1,200 a month, but you have to bring in 11.1 million views, or 11 million views. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to come close to that. So I made 100 bucks. <sighs> Um, uh, yeah, cause I was basically bringing in about a million views on my, on my thing. I basically made a million. So if you multiply that by 10, that would have been the 1200 or 11 it would have been the 1200. So, um, yeah, I just, that's how, that's how IG reels works as far as I know, at least that's how it worked for me. So again, I, I'm sorry, I'm cutting this short, even though it is, it is almost 20 minutes. Um, I'm just absolutely beat by, by the day I had today. You can tell my voice is a little bit fried just from sitting uh, and screaming at the TV when the Paladins hit that three-pointer to go up by one with 2.3 seconds left. It was awesome. It's an awesome feeling to be in a sports book when a higher-seeded team upsets a lower-seeded team. It's just, you can't beat it. You really can't. It'll never happen on an NFL because anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday in the NFL. But when a team like the Furman Paladins beats an ACC powerhouse in Virginia at the buzzer, or close to it, I'm telling you, there's nothing like it uh, in sports. That's why I always say at the end of my sports daily, uh, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television because it is. You can't, you cannot script this stuff. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcast. And I will be back. Hope you have a great weekend. Look for my uh, costume tomorrow night. My '80s costume. It'll be on my Instagram. It's a good one. And I'll tell you, I'm going to probably break it down for you on, on all the things that I purchased to go along with the costume that I purchased because I purchased about seven 
different accessories that are part of the costume that look if i just purchased the costume by itself it still would have been a good costume but to add on the accessories that i did i think makes it even better anyway i'll be posting that tomorrow now on instagram thank you all for listening really appreciate it and i will talk to you on monday see you